Here's a message from Ken Lavica. There's no more hiding it. When it comes to Damian Lillard, there is an anti-heat bias that, quite honestly, is personal. We have the receipts. Don't the Banowitz hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken Lavica Live. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup. You want to go do karate in the garage? Yup. Turn it up. Turn it up! Now, live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's Ken Lavica Live on ESPN 1063. I get it. When a franchise in sports has consistent, if not constant, success, and defies the odds to a point where many outsiders find it to be unexplainable. It doesn't fit the norm in which how successful winning organizations typically function. It gets frustrating because you can't put your finger on it. Sometimes it feels lucky. It feels fluky. It feels quirky. But then you can't understand because luck and a quirk isn't supposed to last one, two, three, four, five seasons, six seasons, seven seasons. But this is what we find ourselves in with the Miami Heat. Because the Heat just do it differently than everybody else. They don't rely on a number one superstar. They don't rely on the biggest name. In fact, the Heat usually do it with someone who's ultra-talented but is cast off because of his attitude or someone that, because he's not throwing himself to the floor or blocking enough shots, doesn't get the proper credit for being the best defensive player in the sport of basketball and then do it with guys who are undrafted. You don't see them on draft night in their three-piece suits shaking the hand of Adam Silver. The Heat go to the leftovers and develop them and instill a work ethic and an identity and, dare I say, a culture, and they win with them to the tune of three Eastern Conference Finals in five years, to the tune of back-to-back Game 7s in an Eastern Conference Final, to the tune of an NBA Finals appearance this past season, to the tune of being an eight seed and making its way via the second playing game through an epic postseason run where they took down the top teams in the Eastern Conference to get to the championship round. The Heat just do it different. They do it in an unconventional manner, and they do it in a way that's unique to them because no franchise is better organized with better communication from top to bottom with better ability to squeeze out the absolute maximum for what is in that building on Biscayne Boulevard, with a better ability to coach them and guide them and lead them and put them through the ringer so that suffering becomes fun than the Miami Heat. And I think this is why, with Damian Lillard on the precipice of becoming a member of the Miami Heat, we are seeing backlash the likes of which I don't think I have seen since, well, LeBron, Bosch, and Wade decided to get together and play for the Heat. Huh, what's the common denominator there? Oh, yeah, it's the Heat. There's something personal happening right now. And, Jeanette, it's one thing to have hope analysis. It's one thing to have hope tweeting, and we've seen a lot of it from media members who are based in the Northeast, like the Bill Simmons of the Ringer, Boston guy, Kevin O'Connor of the Ringer, Boston guy, Ryan Russell of the Ringer, Boston guy. They're hoping. They're hoping because if the Heat get Damian Lillard, then that pushes the Celtics that much further behind the Heat. The Celtics, at their highest power, could only, by the grace of God, a shot that caromed off the front rim from Jimmy Butler in a Game 7 a season ago in the Eastern Conference Finals, slay the Heat Dragon and get themselves to the NBA Finals. Only through that were they able to beat the Heat. Because other than that, 
the Golden Celtics generation has not been able to get the best of Eric Spolstra and company, no matter who's on the roster, no matter which Heat era it is, whether it's Wade and Shaq, whether it's Big Three, whether it's Jimmy and Bam, the Celtics have not been able to figure out the Heat. So then you go to Portland media. We know that they're going to try and paint Damian Lillard in a bad light. We understand. It's sad when you see the franchise player and arguably the best player in franchise history finally come to the realization despite years of patience, hey, you know what? This just isn't working. I'm 33. I need to go compete for a championship, and it's not happening in Portland. It is such, such a nod to Heat culture and in league circles while you want to fight it, non-Heat fans, that Heat culture is an actual thing. Players believe in Heat culture. It permeates throughout the league. When Damian Lillard requests a trade and he says, I want the Heat. Just that one team. I want the Heat. I don't want the team with the transcendent media love fest superstar and Jason Tatum. No. I don't want to go play with the MVP, Joel Embiid. No. I don't want to play with Steph and the sharpshooters in Golden State. No. I want to go to a team where I know they maximize what they have on the roster. I want to go to the Miami Heat. That right there is the proof that Heat culture does exist. Damian Lillard has unearthed it tangibly for all to see. The reaction to Damian Lillard requesting the Heat, and only the Heat at this point, has gotten personal. Whether it's media, whether it's fans. And listen, we're invested in the heat down here. And we just came off of, I mean, two of the most epic months I can remember as a sports talk radio host with what the heat did. Mm -hmm. I mean, just gratifying because not only was it the heat, but it was that group that did it. I'm starting to feel like, though, because... During that whole run, what were we battling against? What were we fighting against? Oh, they're a fluke. Oh, Giannis was hurt for two and a half games in the first round. Oh, uh, Julius Randle missed the first game of the series against the Knicks. Oh, the Heat are going to be the first team that, uh, that, that, that uh, has a team come back from down 3-0 on them. It was just a constant battle for validation for a Heat team that was as good, if not better, than the teams they were playing. And so now that Damian Lillard appears to be on the doorstep of coming to the Heat, there are some people that are just losing their minds over it. Either the Heat are a fluke or the Heat are endangering the NBA because they're about to become too good. Like, how have we gone from that to this? Like, this is insane. I feel like the Heat are the villains of the NBA. You know, inspired by Stone's love for comic books, it kind of reminds me of Thanos. You either love the villain yeah. or you hate him. And why is that, though? And I think... Because he's good. The way you you put that out there, the Heat, it, Dame or not, the Heat do come off as the villains of the league. And for what reason, I actually don't know. I don't actually understand why. I want you to listen, Jeanette, to Rob Parker. He does a show with... Chris Broussard, formerly of ESPN, Broussard and Parker, they're on weeknights on Fox Sports Radio. The Odd Couple. The Odd Couple is the name of the show. Uh, I want you to listen to this from Rob Parker and tell me whether or not this sounds personal. It goes past just analysis. It goes past a take. It comes off as personal. Here's Rob Parker. Dame is a wolf in sheep's clothing. He is, Chris. He was supposed to be different. Dame is so different. He's a Louis guy. He's okay (laughs) with being a big fish in the small pond in Portland. He loves the Nike factory and the prime rib that they sell there in Portland. I'm just saying. (laughs) Sounds personal. And instead, when it came his turn, he stuck out his chest put on some high heel sneakers and did the same thing everybody else is doing. Dame Dollar, I'm sorry. You should be Dame 50 Cent. 
Because you went no. all the way there. <laughs> you have decided to join the dark side, the evil empire. Mm -hmm. And it's okay. The evil empire. Told it you. just is much better if you didn't Yovich. have that little uh, Twitter battle and where you were trying to and be self-righteous and yeah, tell junior. everybody else what they were doing, Chris. That's the issue I have. And Duncan if Robinson. If you didn't go that route, do what you want. But now all of a sudden... With your biological championship clock ticking, you want everybody to bend over eight ways to make your life better and do what you want? I'm sorry. If I'm the Portland Trailblazers, Chris, I, I might hold on to them or do something else just to, just to spite them. Because you just said it. To pick one team and handcuff them right. and put them in a situation where they have no leverage... Zero leverage. He could say that's my first choice, yep. but you got to give me more than one choice. That ain't fair. That ain't fair. He sounds like the girls and I going to brunch and complaining about all our exes. <laughs> that's exactly, especially when he did that voice. What yeah. are you talking about? And, and he referenced the evil empire. There and by the way, forget all of the. I, I mean, he's mocking Damian Lillard and he's he is and disrespecting Damian Lillard and all that stuff. Damian Lillard, who by the way, is the biggest example of NBA loyalty of the last fifteen years. Like name name another perennial All Star that has been with the same team for eleven seasons, other than the guys out in Golden State, because like their team tries to win. Like name name another player. That has been through more than Damian Lillard and given his team more chances and done so for over a decade than Damian Lillard. God forbid he do something for himself. But Rob Parker is going to mock him. But the evil empire thing with the Heat. The Heat or the, the evil empire? How so? You realize the last game, Jeanette, that LeBron and Bosh and Wade played with one another was June of 2013. June of 2013 was the last time that those guys played together. And so that I could see you, based on how many people were upset with how it came together, uh, calling that the evil empire. But this Heat team went to the finals with Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, Max Struess, Gabe Vincent, Caleb Martin, Duncan Robinson, Cody, Cody Zeller. I... The evil empire? What are we even talking about? If anything, the Heat under your, under in any other uniform, that collection of guys, it would have been a feel-good Cinderella story. We'd be seeing a 30 for 30 on it. But because it was the Heat, it was, according to Rob Parker, their evil empire. What What's happening there? And I, I think it's quite ironic. I think it speaks to society because now it's become the evil empire means doing things properly, doing things the slow grind, right? Home growing these guys right. and, and, and handling yeah. your business as you should. Like, and, and the big three, oh, buying a championship, buying a title. That's the worst thing in sports. But except this, this Heat team, you, know, you can say that maybe about the big three, but this Heat team, the, the core of this group was a guy whose quote-unquote attitude problems left him hanging in the wind. Philly could have kept him. The Heat went and grabbed him up. Bam Adebayo drafted Max Struess. Uh, I suppose he was a Celtic at one point, but he was on the scrap heap. And so the Heat scooped him up, gave Vincent uh, undrafted, started with the organization, and they built him into what he is, Kayla Martin. Uh, Charlotte dumped him, so the Heat went in and said, come on, let's rehabilitate your career. The, the Heat? This current iteration of the Heat that we saw go to the finals this past year is everything that people should appreciate about sports. Like This is as organic as you're going to get in pro sports. A thousand percent. And for the people who say, oh, they're, this is so of the Heat, I'm like, you're stupid. You obviously don't know about the Miami Heat because I was one of those people for sure who said the Miami Heat bought the championship back in that mm -hmm. run. But and it was easy to say. You can't compare that. To this G League team somehow that right. made it to the finals. Right. That both of y'all sat here and said, get this over with. Yeah. Nobody imagined this. Like like you said, Stone, slow grind. They worked together. They figured it out. I think what's the most unfair in, in Rob Parker's eyes is you're going to pull Dame's loyalty card. But then in, in, in two, three, four, five months time, talk about a guy, how he's not an all-time great because he has no rings. 
you can't do both. You can't talk about how he's not loyal and how he's not willing to stay and then clown a guy for not having any rings right. and playing with the His Portland Trailblazers. biological championship clock. No, sorry. Uh, at, at some point. At some point. When you are at the top of your industry, mm-hmm. but you play a team sport, you have the right to dictate your future. He has allowed the Portland Trailblazers to dictate his future, which, is, which has brought him into no playoff appearances this past season. Him sitting out so the Blazers could improve their draft viability. Giving them all the chances in the world. Joe Cronin, the GM, a chance to strengthen that group with veterans. And instead, what does Joe Cronin do? He goes and he drafts Scoot Henderson number three. uh, The eventual replacement for Damian Lillard. I, I truly, Jeanette, feel like, and this could go for any industry. It's not just pro sports. If you are one of the best at what you do, And especially if you give 11 years to a franchise and that franchise continues to trade off the good things, the few good things around you, and then not do anything to improve what's around you, you have the right to not only dictate your future, you have the right to specifically map out the path in which you want to function. Any industry, not just pro sports, but in any industry, you should have that right. That's what anybody would do, again, for their personal life or right. career or something. Forget pro basketball player. Exactly. You spend two years in one company and you're like, okay, where do I grow? I should be making way more money than what I'm making right now because I could turn around, make more money, get a better retirement plan, blah, 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 blah. Of course you're going to go and try and... Sell yourself out. So there's Rob Parker, where, let's be clear, it sounds personal between him and the Heat. Why? Don't know. Him no. and Dame, kind of personal. When he, he gives it away when he's mocking doing that. Yeah, the mocking right voice. away. Can we hear that one more time? Just the mocking of Damian Lillard. It's Dame is a wolf in sheep's clothing. He is, Chris. He was supposed to be different. Dame is so different. He's a Louis U guy. He's okay with being <laughs> My a big bitch in this right here. He loves the Nike factory and the prime rib that they He's sell there. Guy. I mean, good lord, dude. Does the Nike factory sell prime rib? <laughs> I, I think it I was. I didn't get that. It was more the Blazers and the relationship with Nike, and they're in Portland, and Damian Lillard working closely with them. And then, in addition, uh, Prime Rib and all of those things. By the way, weird note am I the only one who thinks Prime Rib is wildly overrated? They're very uh, fatty. Probably in the minority there. I, I, I think I you're probably in the minority, yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh. Like, when I, uh, Welcome to the real world. But I've got to eat it in moderation. What do you mean moderation? In moderation, like, I don't. Like I can't go. Yeah, I can't go overboard with it because again, it's just so fatty. So fatty. I think it's and just like you're I, like built like a Greek god, so you can't have too much. of an that. Adonis is what they like to call <laughs> me, right? Oh uh, uh, but but let's let's hear from <laughs> from Mad Dog Chris Russo. Here we go. This is from First Take yesterday. This is personal with the Heat. Like this is this is Russo, and this is personal. With the Miami Heat. How do you sit there and compare Miami to Boston? Oh, it's the NBA capital of the world, ah. Boston. You win a championship for the Boston Celtics, it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. You win a championship for the Miami Heat, who cares? Then that's that's a terrible sports area. Yeah. You go win in Boston. Plus the fact yeah. Boston's better than Miami yeah. anyway, despite what happened to them last year in the postseason. That's a better team. Mm-hmm. Plus Miami just traded. Struce is gone. Vincent is gone. Oh, uh, now they're good, huh? These three-man wrecking Now they're they good, right, Chris? So after so, you learn their name for the first time right, three right. months so ago, so Gabe Vincent and Max Strus, they they were lucky. They were a fluke in the postseason, but but now it's significant because they're gone. Like pick a lane, somebody pick a lane, and please. This, and this fits into the whole Mad Dog narrative, where all he talks is about is the old timer yeah, sporting yeah, yeah. era. Uh, like last championship when they won the Celtics, Boston Celtics was two thousand and eight. Right since the Heat, since the Heat were birthed as a franchise. NBA championships, Miami Heat 3, Boston Celtics 1. Not only that, but if you look at all their championships ones, the the bulk of them were was between 1957 and 1976, where, of course, Mad Dog Russo is going to jump right back to. And I assure you, <laughs> I assure you that the two big three Heat championships are much more remembered by the general public to refute Russo's point, then the Kevin Garnett, Ray Allen, Paul Pierce championship 
in 2009. Just ask Ray Allen. Like, yeah, just ask Ray Allen. He left that to go to that. Exactly. And they remember him for that more so than right. that. And they are, and the Celtics, I would argue Celtics fans are more caught up being butthurt over Ray Allen leaving the Celtics to go win championships with the Heat than they are uh, happy that that big three won a championship sure. in Boston together. Okay? So so that that's person. It's a terrible sports city. Not terrible. It doesn't it doesn't matter. It, it, Boston is not the it, it's no longer like Philadelphia used to be the capital of the United States of America, right? New York City was the 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 first capital of the United States. Then it was Philadelphia. And now for 200 years it's been Washington DC. So you could argue you could argue over the last decade or so that Oakland slash San Francisco Bay Area, that's the NBA capital. Before that, uh, Miami was the NBA capital. Boston hasn't been the NBA capital since the 80s. I can play that game. We can talk about what the NBA capital is. I assure you, Mad Dog, that Boston has not been the capital of the NBA since the 80s. I was going to okay? say, did he forget about the Lakers? The Bulls. Golden State. Yeah, it's been an awful long time since <laughs> since Boston was the capital of the NBA. Championships don't mean more in Boston. All right? <laughs> um, and then there's this. And this is actually, this is gross. And I sent it to Stone this morning, and he legitimately could not believe it. This is from a host named Trista Kick. She is a sports betting personality on BetMGM Tonight, 7 to 11 Eastern Time weekdays. And on Sundays, she hosts on WFAN in New York City. This is a top media market in the country radio host, Trista Kick. And she appeared on the Rose Garden Report with Sean Hyken. Listen to this And this is actually weirdo behavior. Jason Quick wrote this in his article that that he thinks that Portland fans accept that Dame has to go and that they will root him on as he chases a ring. I am not one of those people, actually. I actually am rooting for Dame to never win a ring because that's just what it is. I don't want him to go and find that happiness anywhere else. Uh, He can find professional happiness in a new grind, but I do not want to see the Miami Heat and Pat Riley and rafters and streamers and Jimmy Butler finally end up. I do not want to see that at all. That would make me sad. I wish him all the best in his future endeavors, but not a ring. Bring on Scoot and Shaden and we'll see what happens next. That is disgusting. That is- I mean, that is disgusting. I've never heard anything like it as far from, from somebody I mean, who's a media journalist. That's disrespectful as hell to Dame Lillard. I wonder if Chen in South Florida is going to have to call in Sunday to WFAN. <laughs> we'll see what Chen's doing. This is the same girl. Chen's busy. I believe this Back is from the brunch. same girl in Trista who was called out for not doing her homework or, or not getting the stats and, and coming up with her own content on WFAN in mm. regards to the Mets and the Yankees. Mm. She's been called out plenty of times for not coming up with well, the original I don't content. Wanna, I don't want to make it personal with her sure. because I'm better than that. What I will say is you may have to wake up Chen a little earlier than he normally wakes up on Sundays to see if uh, he can call into WFAN. Um, that's insane. Like that, that is legitimately insane. And I'm assuming based on how she's speaking – she has an affinity for the Portland Trailblazers. Is that a, a decent assumption there? I would hope so. I think so. Yeah. Um, that's weirdo behavior. Uh, you mean to tell me that a guy who has done nothing but drag mm-hmm. your franchise mm-hmm. to the, the highest point it can get to, which was the 2019-2020 Western Conference Finals, as Jason McIntyre pointed out, he co-hosts with Colin Cowherd on Fox Sports Radio, pointed out this morning. You know the third leading scorer was on that Trailblazers team? There was Dame, there was C.J. McCollum, the one that went to the Western Conference Finals. You know the third leading scorer was on that team? I would guess Anthony Simmons or, or Joseph Nurkic. Uh, it, it, was, it was Myers Leonard. <laughs> Stop. A team with wow. Myers Leonard as the third leading scorer 
Damian Lillard dragged that conflagration to the Western Conference Finals. So how dare you sit there after management and Joe Cronin for the last year told you one thing and did another? You're going to sit there and you're going to wish ill will. Oh, I hope he finds other avenues where he can professionally be happy. You're wishing ill will upon a guy who has been the most significant, most important individual on your franchise over the last 11 years. Like, that's disgusting behavior. Neanderthal behavior from Trista Kick. I thought Myers Leonard was nixed out of the NBA after... He's a buck. He's a buck. Yeah, I know, but that's why, like, that stat alone is shocking. That was pre-anti-Semitism. Yes, it was. Yeah, that was pre-anti-Semitism. So, it's personal. It's gone past... It's gone past... Ah, Damian Lillard... Uh, too much player control, too much player power. It's gone past that, which is annoying in and of itself. Because again, a guy like what he's done for that organization for 11 years and front office tells him one thing, then they do another. He has every right, just like in any industry. I wish you all personal happiness, applying your own path and dictating your next step. And his next step is Miami because he believes in Eric Spolstra. He believes in Pat Riley. Want to know why he believes? Because the tangible evidence is there. It's a known quantity. This isn't a whim. This is determination because I've seen it. This has gone past that. This has gone to something personal now. Like there's something personal and it involves the heat. Is, Is the NBA world, is the basketball world or sports fans still infected by the jealousy of the big three? Is that what it is? Is it because they look at the late arriving crowd to heat games and they say, oh, they don't deserve that. Is it because this area has done nothing but win since late January? Like, what is it? What is it? Why this backlash? Because I assure you, I promise you, if Damian Lillard said, I want to be a Celtic, We'd be having a nationwide parade for him. Right on. If he said, I want to be a warrior, the the memes with him and Steph would be unstoppable. They'd be endless on social media. If he said he wanted to be with the Bucks, Oh, my God. It would be, oh, him and Giannis, championship favorites. Is this the best duo in the league? Right. Is this the, it, it, we would absolutely be having that Compared debate. To like Kobe, Shaq. Yeah. All of them. No uh-huh. question about it. If he came out and said, send me to OKC, he said, my God, Dame with that young core? Oh, put him right up even with the Denver Nuggets. Orlando Magic. Right, anything. Eh. But because it's Miami, he could say anything. He could even say, I want to go to Charlotte. And they'd say, oh, Michael Jordan on his way out. What a mentor he's going to be for Dame. And there's the championship. We'd just be making, pulling things out of our ass. But because it's the heat, which, if you think about it, the Heat is the most obvious destination for a guy who's in the late stages of his prime, who wants to go to a place that maximizes potential and realizes greatness. Of course, the only team that Damian Lillard wants to play for is the Miami Heat. Of course! It's common sense, for Christ's sake! But now it's personal. And there's a backlash we haven't seen since the big three. What is the biggest reason to you, to you, what is the biggest reason for the backlash over the Dame trade request to the Heat? And I say people haven't gotten over the big three. I think ultimately, everybody has a long butthurt memory over the big three. The greatest job any front office has ever done in the history of professional sport is bringing that group together. And the sports world is jealous beyond belief still that it happened. What is the biggest reason for the backlash over the Dame trade request to the Heat? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweet at us at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. Because it's personal now. It's a anti-heat, anti-Miami thing. But I'm trying to get to the bottom of it. 
What do you think is the biggest reason for the backlash over the Dame trade request to the Heat? Because a whole lot of people are showing their asses this week, and it's ugly. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. We'll come back, and we're doing some digging. We're investigating. Gumshoe Jeanette on the case. Detective Ken reporting for duty. She's Jeanette Javier, the Dominican Queen. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Trailblazers GM Joe Cronin's getting desperate. I'll explain why in just a second. The evidence is all there. As you can see, I've been doing a lot of investigating over the last uh, 14 hours or so. It's been me at my home, small room, just a, a wooden desk. Dim lighting. Dim lighting. One light bulb. Oh, so no, one, actually, light one, bulb. one light bulb. Edison and maybe, light bulb. Yeah, maybe a small fan in the corner. And it's been me with a, a bulletin board. And I've got all these sheets of paper and then string that's held up by tacks. And I'm connecting the dots. You're like, thanks. Like piecing it together. That's what I'm Who's doing. Who's in the center? Dame Lillard? Yeah, of course. I mean, come on. Of course. Or Pat sure. Riley. Because all signs of personal hatred to the heat. I suppose, point to Pat, right? That would make sense. He, he might be part of this. People just don't like seeing Pat Riley succeed. How could this man, how could this man keep doing it? Who looks keep, like a villain. Uh, he, he does. He's got the slick back hair. He's a zaddy dude. I mean, he's the godfather. Mm. But how can this man at this age, who's been doing it for so long, still have his franchise as the destination that seven-time All-Stars demand to go to because they need a championship before they retire. I mean, that. I, and honestly, I think it comes down to jealousy. I think part of it is that it comes down to jealousy. For some reason, it's just like, that's how people think about the state of Florida. Yeah. This is where you come to retire. Yep. You want to poo-poo on this state, but you make everybody jealous. Yep. About, like, no. Um, what is the biggest reason for backlash in the Dame trade request to the Heat? What is the biggest reason in your mind for backlash in the Dame trade request to the Heat? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Twitter's open at KLV1063. 888-760-3776. Are you experiencing foot and ankle pain? Need to see an expert in the field? Baptist Health Orthopedic Care is a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit baptishealth.net slash ortho to learn more today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic, foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptishealth.net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptishealth.net slash ortho. Always good to hear from this man, Tony, in West Palm. On Ken Levick alive, Tony. Yo, I'm gonna start off. You're gonna, yo, you're Kenny the Hitman Herms today. That's who you are. <laughs> you're Kenny the Hitman Herms. You came out swinging. You dra- You rewriting history. Oh, I'll all of it. You're doing everything. Today. Oh, yeah. you're, doing it <laughs> you're doing it all. But hey, that would be a different conversation. We'd have to be face to face. You know what I mean? Because. It goes deep. It goes deep with, with with the sports situation. Now, when we're talking about an equation, right, it has more than just one component, right? That's what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. We're, we're trying to figure out what's going on, why people hating on the heat, right? Correct. This Knicks fan is about to tell you exactly what the deal is. All right, tell Can me. y'all hear me? All right, all right. So, yes, you will get hate for the fans. Yes, you will. Yes, you will get hate for the all-white parties. Yes, you will. <laughs> Yo, when you're on the block... And you got the flyest outfit, the people that can't dress like you, they're going to hate on you. Yep. Yo, think about it. A lot of teams now got like 50 different jerseys because what? The Heat blew it up with all those fly jerseys they had. Let me give you last but not least of why the Heat have issues. When you're on the block, there's a thing called inherited beef, okay? Mm-hmm. And when you once were with the West Coast, only with the Lakers, now you with the Knicks. I mean, well, we, we, you with the Knicks, and now you with the Heat. Basically, yo, you you you're the blood, you the Chris, and now you Latin Kings. So you've inherited beef. That's what's up with the Heat. 
inherited beef. Riley brings it. The culture brings it. Who was hated in the 90s? The Knicks. Y'all took over. So salute to y'all. And I do believe that Lillard should be a Heat, if not a Celtic, because I love great stories in the NBA. But, hey, it is what it is. Hey, yo, LaVica, y'all keep doing y'all thing. Hey, yo, I love the show. Y'all already know Jeanette. Young lady up in the mosh pit. What? <laughs> peace. Peace. Bye, right, Tone. Appreciate you. Rewriting history. Don't think I didn't hear that, Tony. We'll, we'll have to talk further about that. Yeah, I'll make sure to cut that out. Um, but uh, it, it, what Tony's laying out, sort of inherent jealousy, it feels like. I didn't hate it. I thought they were salient points from Tony. Now, uh, Brandon tweets in, because of comments such as, Miami has done nothing but win since January. At what point did not winning a championship, but at least we got there, count as much? Now, Brandon is, is a good, good fan of Ken Levick alive, and we appreciate him, okay? I was going to say, who's this kid? Let me, let me read Brandon's Twitter bio, okay? Red Sox, Celtics, Patriots, Bruins. Um. Let me read his tweet again. Because of comments such as, Miami has done nothing but win since January, and I did say that. I think I said South Florida. If I said Miami, I meant South Florida. At what point did not win in a championship, but at least we got there, count as much? Uh, Stone, you want to remind me who the Panthers beat in the, uh, the first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs? <laughs> That'd be uh, the Boston Bruins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, um, Jeanette. You want to remind me who the Heat beat in seven games, the eight-seed Heat uh, beat in seven games in the Eastern Conference Finals? The Boston Celtics. That's right. Um, hey, where do the Red Sox currently sit in the AL? Oh, last. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Oh, uh, Stone, what team just went to Fenway and swept the Red Sox? That'd be the fish, right? Ah, uh, that would be that would that would that would um that would be the fish. It's um, also known as the Miami Marlins yeah, because we need yeah. to make it clearer to uh, anybody else. Jeanette, could you remind me which team has never beaten Tua Tungavailoa in his entire career? The Patriots. Oh yeah, right, right. So the way I see it, Brandon, is I would much rather almost do it like so many teams here in South Florida, as opposed to the current situation Boston sports finds itself in. In therapy, they always say we got to shift our mind frame. So I want to shift Brandon's train of thought to how does it feel to always lose to Florida sports? <laughs> right, right. To South Florida sports. South Florida sports, right. Um, and, and don't forget, you know who owns TD Garden now? South Florida, <laughs> and I guess Fenway at this point as well. Absolutely. So there's my rebuttal to that. Just so we have a little bit more time here. Come back, try again. <laughs> uh, get back in line, please. Uh, Joe Cronin, GM, Portland Trailblazers. He's panicking. He's in panic mode. I'll explain why when we come back. She's Jeanette Javier, the Dominic Queen. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. Dame is a wolf in sheep's clothing. He is, Chris. He was supposed to be different. Dame is so different. He's a loyal guy. He's okay with being a big fish in the small pond. Now, back to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Rob Parker. It just won't stop. Rob Parker on Fox Sports Radio and that. His intelligent Damian Lillard to the Heat analysis. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, we have Ask Steve's at 1.30 here today on Ken Levicka Live, Palm Beach County Sports Hall of Famer and smartest man we know, Steve Politiners. We pepper him with all of the questions in the world, whether it is sports, whether it's business, whether it's family life. And you can tweet me questions for Steve at KLV1063. At KLV 1063. Uh, and congratulations to our winner yesterday of the four Marlins tickets, June 19th, July 19th. June 19th already happened. July 19th to see the Marlins and the Rockies. It was Chris in Port St. Lucie who guessed the under 
on Stone Labanowitz in his Glizzy Challenge, his hot dog eating challenge we did yesterday. Uh, total of five, five official wieners consumed by Stone. It was literally seven hot dogs and five buns, five official, and an over-under of 11. Chris chose the under wisely, a vastly disappointing performance from Stone, and the Marlins tickets were Chris's. Thank you to everybody for participating, listening. We got a lot of funny feedback on it on social media, so appreciate all of you guys for dealing with our nonsense. It was an absolute pathetic Show up from Stone. A, a miserable failure yeah. on Stone's part. Stone? I have no rebuttal to that. You, <laughs> you talk so much about how much you can eat. And that's the performance you gave us. Very seldom do I get humbled by food. I definitely did yesterday. I'm telling you, the photo, there's a photo of him right after he finished that you can see on Twitter at ESPN West Palm. He looks... Forlorn, he looks defeated. He looks bloated uh, slash swollen. Uh, he, that is a man who was down bad after five minutes of glizzy guzzling. What? I wouldn't even say guzzling. <laughs> yeah, it's true. At all. That's true. He was literally glizzy ripping, tasting. Ripping <laughs> exactly. Uh-huh. Mm, just wiener is a little. I don't know, but. Mm. Exactly. <laughs> like he was salivating everything. I'm not proud. I'm not proud. Let's just put it that way. Stone, the floor is yours. You lived, Explain your performance. Well, I, I don't think don't he can. To. I think he's, he's no, come no, to terms. No, no, I want to hear it. You lived I was so excited for you. This is Stone's moment. Yeah. He's been training his whole dang life, all the time, at every hour of the day. <laughs> right. To show up and to finally walk and talk the same path in, his, in, in glory and this is what you give us. Explain yourself. You live to fight another day. Yeah. You, you chalk this one up to a loss. You get well back said. in the lab and you uh, work on yourself. <laughs> get uh, back in the lab. Yeah, I've taken some looks Which in the mirror. Which is your bed at 2 a.m. Write exactly. this down. <laughs> After Puerto Rico, I will do do that. Do that. And I will win. All right. Yeah, I don't have much to say. I mean, it's tough. And I, I, I think I was humble. five hot dogs. And we might have to do it on our own time. And I think, oh. and I think for everybody <laughs> out there... Who, who thinks they can do it in for a rude awakening? It's not. Yeah, as I'm easy telling you, the bun. The bun changes everything. Everything. The bun no, changes no, 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 everything. No, 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 no. Don't give him credit. Don't give I know, him credit. I, Don't sit down. He came in here with strategy. No, I, know. I have never seen. And not only that, but we brought the line down for him. But I feel for First, him. First, he started at 14. Then we right. brought it down to 11. Right, right, right. right. Okay. Uh, but so what I will say, uh, uh, I've tried uh, uh, the saltine challenge. Oh, yeah. And I get how crackery, bready things can really throw a, a kink in the works. Oh, yeah. No, this is stupid, though, because he had two big glasses of water in front of him. Yeah. I, I, so stop defending your boy. I, you know, I'm going to. No, but I'm going to chalk it up to just it was a first go around. It didn't go well. Sure. You know, like right now, Brandon Miller's struggling in the NBA Summer League, but it, it's not a, it's not an overall prognostication of what his career is going to be. Right, a lot to learn. This man lives to eat another day. You And are, he will. You are defending your boy. Stone, I hope you appreciate that, but I'm here to tell the people it was an absolute failure, just not good performance from Stone, despite his whole strategy, despite the bragging does he, that he eats and what he eats. Nah, Stone. You you do not live up to your own hype. I'm sorry. Heard loud and clear. <laughs> loud and clear. Received. Received. Uh, can I uh, can I can I show you how I know that the Portland Trailblazers are are panicking? Joe Cronin, the GM, panicking especially Please right do. now. Okay. I'm going to read to you from Adrian Wojnarowski's column today. Woj, senior NBA insider, ESPN. This on ESPN.com. For teams calling about trading for Damian Lillard, the message from the Portland Trailblazers has been unambiguous. Bring your best offer and make your team our preferred trade destination. General Manager Joe Cronin doesn't plan to operate a transfer portal to the Miami Heat and dutifully deliver history's greatest blazer to his targeted team. Strong words there. Ownership plans to honor Lillard's request for a trade, but Blazers officials are telling teams they'll move Lillard for only the deepest return of assets available. Portland is pursuing the sliding-scale superstar package of desirable draft picks and high-level young players. For the summer, Cronin's betting the market over Miami. 
As Cronin explores the broader landscape, Lillard's agent Aaron Goodwin has been calling prospective trade partners and warning against trading for his client. Team executives told ESPN. Goodwin telling organizations outside of Miami that trading for Lillard is trading for an unhappy player. As interference goes, this is a time-honored agent maneuver to depress offers and clear a path to a predetermined destination. General managers who talked with ESPN suggested that pressure won't impact how they'll proceed. They would have Lillard under contract for four years and believe his default mechanism would remain playing hard and well. Everyone is motivated to move on, but Cronin has a duty to get maximum value on a Lillard deal. If he can't generate something better in the marketplace this summer, it'll take some strength to stare at Miami's pedestrian package, refuse to relinquish Damian Lillard, and bring him back to start the season. This is the trade of Joe Cronin's NBA life. It doesn't have to go quickly, but it does have to go right. Adrian Wojnarowski. Here's why this means that Joe Cronin and the Trailblazers are panicking. Because Adrian Wojnarowski has been and continues to be the mouthpiece for the Trailblazers during this saga. As I discussed yesterday, Jeanette, have we heard one singular offer from the Boston Celtics or the Philadelphia 76ers or any other team, not Miami. Have we heard, have we seen leaked any other offer for Damian Lillard over the past six days? No. Correct. You know what that means? There hasn't been an offer out there better than the Heat with one that revolves around Tyler Hero, presumably Duncan Robinson, and either or Triple J, Nikola Jovic. There hasn't been. Because, believe me, if that came, it would be leaked to Woj immediately and released to the masses via tweet or via story on ESPN.com. Joe Cronin is desperate because he has not gotten an offer yet, and that is why he is leaking through Woj. We need the deepest amount of assets available. We have no problem keeping Damian Lillard here until the start of the preseason, through camp. We'll do these things. We're open for business. We will send him to the destination of our choosing. He's doing all of this because teams are not pulling the trigger on their own offer. Damian Lillard still, since Saturday, has all of the leverage in this situation, as he should for someone who has been put through the ringer there in Portland and been nothing but loyal. And teams understand this. And they believe Damian Lillard when he says, don't trade for me because it'll piss me off and I'll be nothing but petulant. So Joe Cronin racing to Woj with the strong language And the urgency and the peace that Woj put out late last night, early this morning, that means only one thing. The phone's not ringing. The texts aren't coming. And Joe Cronin realizes that maybe, just maybe, the Heat offer is the best offer. And he's trying to get the Heat to negotiate with themselves. Cut and dry, plain and simple. I'm not much of a... uh... Guy who knows the market, but Joe Cronin, if you're betting on the market, got news for you, pal. The market here is non-existent. There's nothing out there. You talk about the phone's not ringing. This is going to be what you have to do. You just have to accept it. You are not going to execute the quote-unquote trade of your life. You just have to get it done. Um, This is well said by Dave on Twitter messaging in. Joe Cronin has misplayed this. He should have gotten the best package from the heat he could and then talked up Jovic and Hero and future unprotected picks, or having Lowry around to teach professionalism, cap flexibility, etc. Now he has poisoned the waters with his fan base. Joe Cronin is losing the plot here. And this constant, we don't want hero, we don't want hero, we don't want hero, we don't want hero. When in this Adrian Wojnarowski piece, I didn't read this, but in this Adrian Wojnarowski piece, he also lays out that there are multiple teams that would be interested in giving up a high first-round pick to go get Tyler Hero. So wait, 
Other teams are willing to give up a high first-round pick, but Tyler Hero is not an asset the Trailblazers believe in in a trade. Who's the sensible and nonsensible one here? Because that suggests to me that Joe Cronin is living in an alternate reality compared to the rest of the teams in the NBA. But I think that solidifies kind of his relationship with Dame Lillard, too, because you've had this superstar and you've done absolutely nothing about it. Mm -hmm. And you've told him you're going to do one thing, and then you've gone the complete opposite direction. 100%. You you, you forced a guy in Damian Lillard, who any time in the last three, four years could have requested a trade, signed an extension with you, and I keep hearing the, oh, but he signed an extension. He needs to stay through 2027. There's too much player empowerment in the NBA. This is foreboding in a Pandora's box of things to come. How about when he signed the extension and you told him, we'll do A, we'll do B, we'll do C, we'll, be, you, we'll do D. You do any of A, B, C, or D, which the Blazers haven't done. Damian Lillard has every right to request the trade and request the trade to the place that gives him the best position to win a championship and more than any other team in the NBA. That is because of their makeup and the way they do business, the Miami Heat. Deal with it. Deal with it. And any pushback on that is pure pettiness. I think Joe Cronin's embarrassed. I think Joe Cronin's in his feelings. I think that he has been hurt inside Because Damian Lillard, having the tough talk with him, saying, I want to be traded, showed Joe Cronin an inconvenient truth about himself that he hasn't done a good enough job and done what he said he was going to do for Damian Lillard, and it hurts to hear it face-to-face. Joe Cronin is operating through emotion, which is never a good thing in business, and Joe Cronin is hanging to a thread on this this angle he's trying to perpetuate that Tyler Hero is bad, that Tyler Hero is not a good basketball player. And it's got to be a kick in the crotch for Joe Cronin to read in his boy's piece, Adrian Wojnarowski, the revelation that multiple teams are interested in using a high-level first-round pick to get Tyler Hero. Uh-oh, seems like someone's isolated. Someone's on the outside. And it seems like that is Joe Cronin. And I'm going to read to you a tweet from ESPN West Palm legend Evan Cohen that he put out there yesterday. And I think he is so right about this. So right about this. It's extremely well said by him when it comes to Tyler Hero, who is getting a raw deal in all of this because he's having his abilities dragged through the mud because Portland realizes it doesn't have leverage. Here's Evan's tweet. It's amazing how underrated Tyler Hero has become. 23-year-old, 20 points per game scorer who's improved every year, sixth man of the year, part of two finals teams and an Eastern Conference finals team. Portland's strategy of not wanting him and hurting his value is absurd. Happy to keep him with the Heat, including Damian Lillard. I mean, at some point, it might come to that. If Portland doesn't watch out, and no offers come in to rival what the Heat are offering up right now, the weak offer that includes Tyler Hero, eventually Portland's going to lose this battle. This is not a good grinded-out plan for Portland. Bring back an angry dame. Bring him into camp along those, alongside those young, impressionable rookies. Proceed at your own risk, Portland. That's all I'll say. That's Jeanette Javier, the Dominic Queen. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.